episode two of the Go Deep Podcast. We're three friends just sit around, hang out, and talk about sports. My name is Eric Ramirez. You can find me at, at the Eric Ramirez on Twitter. Uh, I am your resident Jets fan, and I'm here with my boys, uh, the general with the top knot. Hey, uh, this is AJ Claiborne coming to you from Shady Grove, Maryland. Uh, I am at Dunedin Jets on Twitter, but despite the second part of my Twitter handle, uh, I am a Washington football team fan, Washington sports in general, except with the sole exception of, uh, of my Baltimore Orioles, um, uh, RIP to their season. Uh, over to you. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Lauren Heap. I'm also a Washington football team uh, fan coming at you from Montgomery Village. You can find me at on Twitter at the underscore Heap 21. But yeah, let's get into it this week, boys. Yeah, man. So uh, week one of the NFL is officially done. Uh, we're, we're, we're officially kicked off, you know. Um, it was a hell of a week. Um, but with a hell of a week of football, I, I will say there comes a hell of a lot of stupidity as well. And uh, <laughs> to kick off that stupidity, and one of our favorite things to do here at Go Deep is to call out some of the dumbest takes that we've heard all week. And this one by far, I think we'll all agree, kind of took the cake when Skip Bayless said that if he could take all of Tom Brady's intangibles, especially his clutchness, um, and put them into LeBron James, you would have beyond Jordan. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know about y'all, but to me, that just sounded like one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard <laughs> like in the last five years. Uh but yeah, what did you guys? What did you guys think of that whole nonsense? I mean, look, it, it's all right. Look, there's like the, there's like levels to how dumb this is. Let's let's peel back the layers of this stupid stupidity onion, right? On the first level, like LeBron James is a multi like championship winning athlete. Like he's how how much more clutch do you need to be? He's got like what's he got like three or four championships at this point, and he's participated in like. I think he's been he's been like six finals or something like that. I don't remember what the numbers are. All I know is LeBron James has got plenty of clutches. Let's 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 so let's just get that out of the way. Second of all, like this is this is and I said I said this on Twitter at the time, but like Skip Bayless is being so racist here that he's accidentally recreated the plot to get out where like <laughs> white people look to put their brains inside of black people's bodies. And like I, I just to be so sun, like non self aware is like is is, is sort of mind boggling even for somebody as as hereditarily and 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 traditionally stupid as 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 Skip Bayless. Uh, I mean, I just so so that's that's I'll stop there and and, and let Lauren finish. <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh. So I didn't know what to make of the comments at first. I just couldn't believe. I was just like, I this this is interesting. And then you were like, he he uh, you were like, uh, he literally just described the plot to get out. And I sat there and I looked at my phone, and I was like, he really did. He he really he really just did that. And so yeah, no, I thought it was you know again, he's out there for attention dollars, man. He's just saying what he needs to say so people get he gets the clicks. Man, those click those clickbaity th- topics are like. I feel like that's the main reason that all three of us decided to just sit down and be like, we should do this because we don't want to sound that dumb, yeah. you know? <laughs> or yeah, consume exactly. that much stupidity. Look, um, we yeah. might be we might be wrong, but we're not going to be stupid about it. 
You know it's doubly impressive too though. So so Skip Bayless out here just putting words out and the stupidity is top notch. Then you hop on over to an athlete who's not on the field. So you figure like there's no way he can do any wrong right now. Cam Newton hops on <laughs> hops on undisputed or I forgot what show it is. Um <laughs> with the hat where he Bro. I, First question: Do Bro. you guys think he cut the hole into the hat? <laughs> that, was my, that was my question. That was my question. Like, where do you buy hats where your hair can stick out like that? <laughs> all right, all right. For our and listeners at home, him... for our listeners at home, real quick, so you, you guys can't see this, but Cam Newton in this interview is wearing a, a like like a like almost like a fedora, basically. Except you know how he's got his he's got his dreadlocks and his locks go up, so he like he looks like like he's trying to go Super Saiyan, like his his hair goes up <laughs> through the hat. Like like Bugs Bunny it's wearing unreal. a hat. But go ahead, Lauren. I didn't interrupt you. I just wanted I wanted our listeners no, to, to know what we're talking about. No, that makes sense. It's just it was just when I saw it, I was I like looked at his hat and I was like, that's not his hair. No, that's his hair. Like, <laughs> did, did he cut the hole out of his hat? Did he go to a stylist and be like, hey, my man, I need you to just like you know that that like that ten thousand dollar hat? Yeah, just cut a hole out in the, in the top of it. Maybe it's Bro, like he set like like a... Twitter on fire. Maybe it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's like the manhole that you can just like stick the top back <laughs> oh, in and yeah. screw it in or something. <laughs> the yeah, impressive part well. for me about all that all that whole mess is that like so Cam Newton managed to get Twitter to light on fire. Meanwhile, AOC is out here, you know, rocking the beautiful tax or tax the rich dress. Internet does explode, but not to the same level. And you got Lil Nas X over here getting roasted by his fellow commentator <laughs> while he's wearing a dress. <laughs> and the most questionable thing that we've seen is Cam Newton's hat. Hey, uh, I mean that's yep. that's just impressive to me. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> I love me, I love me some Cam. Uh, uh, I met him once going through an airport, uh, like going through an airport, like in Charlotte, I think I was. Uh, oh, and no he was way. like, he was just rolling through. Yeah, I got a picture with him and everything. He's so he's a cool guy. I love me some Cam, but. That hat, bro. Come on, bro. Like you got, hey, you, got to, you got to explain that to me. Like I need, to, I need to hear, I need to understand, like where that hat came from, bro. He needs an Cam, explanation. Maybe he gets on the team. There you go. Yeah, exactly. No, or, or, or you know what else we could do, Cam? If you ever want to hop on the podcast and defend the hat, yeah, man, you're yeah. more than welcome to. <laughs> tell, us, tell us how much it cost. I'm curious. And look, 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 I'm rocking, I'm rocking the top right, not right now. Maybe I need that hat. Maybe that's what it needs to happen yeah. here. I just need to, I just need it so yeah. I can, so I can he understand can the freedom you... of being able to have the updo and wear a hat at the same time. He can tell oh. you where he bought it. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. I'm Get sure I'll be able to, to afford it in the next 20 <laughs> or 30 years. What was interesting about that show though, other than the hat too, was, was his explanation for why he got cut. Did you guys hear that? He's, mm-hmm. When you have a Cam Newton in the team, everybody's going to be curious about what he can do and his like, just his confidence is going to exude so much pressure and this and that. Uh, Cam is, especially after he got cut from Carolina, in my opinion, I feel like he's just been kind of trying to uh, not revitalize, but just try to cement himself as as like top echelon in the quarterbacks and. I mean, he was at one point in time, but I feel like just physically he can't do it anymore because um, he took so much of a beating carrying an entire Carolina team that didn't help him. Um, but what do you guys think? I mean, what did you what did you think about those comments on the show? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think like you know, there's there's some question to to as to like how much of what he said was cope, right? Like how much of it how much of it is was his performance and versus not his performance. I mean, the thing the thing about him his performance last year for New England was that like given what he had, which was basically like I don't know, like the Baltimore Orioles double A baseball team. Uh, I don't, I, I can't remember a single position player that the, the Patriots had last year. Uh, it was just, it was like basically cam and, and you would see like, there would be, there would be drives where it was just like, like eventually they'd get down to the red zone or something. And he would be, he would just be like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to do it myself because like he didn't have anybody to play with, you know? Um, so I, yeah. I think I don't, it, it's like people, there's a, there's that quote going around that he says that, uh, there's not 32 better quarterbacks in the league than him. And I, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, to be quite honest with you, if Ben Roth, like part of part of this also is that he's a black quarterback and black quarterbacks always got to do some extra to, to sort of get, uh, sort of have that purchase to be able to keep going out there and have those second chances. Like Ben Roethlisberger, for example, it, you know, honestly, if, if, it, if it weren't for the fact that he's just been the quarterback there for so long uh, and they didn't have any much, they didn't have much better options. Like, I'm not sure that if Ben Roth, I'll say this, if Ben Roethlisberger, if ben Roethlisberger is black, he's not sticking, he, he would not be still in that team right now on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think that's the case. Cause he, he's, he can't move anymore. He, he's just, uh, you know, and he's not Peyton Manning with the football at all by any means. So uh, I just, uh, anyway, I guess that's all to say, all, all, all to say, I think it's probably correct that he, there's not 32 better quarterbacks in the NFL than him. Uh, and you, I think, you think that, ben, go ahead. You think Ben would have been gone? Like how long oh, ago yeah. do you think Ben would have lasted? At, at least two or three seasons ago, he would have been gone. At least two or three sure. seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about you? Yeah, Lord? I kind of I, I agree with Eric's take a little bit. I think he's got so banged up over the years. Like, I can't get the – I can get, I always – some of the images I always remember at Cam and some of the great runs he always has, and then also some of those those the goal line dives where he just gets – like, I'll never forget that play against, the, I think, Atlanta one year, and he was trying to run in the end zone, and he slowed up, and the linebacker didn't, and just destroyed – just like, like you saw, like, the concussion happen mm-hmm. on site – and then I watched a lot of like um, the uh, Amazon Network does a behind uh, all access uh, uh, for football teams, and I watched the year that they followed the Carolina Panthers. The last year, Rod Rivera was there. Last year, with Cam Newton was there, and I mean, he just was hurt the whole time. Like his ankle was never right, his shoulder was never right, his throwing shoulder was never right from the hits right. and the brutal. And I think that just that just the uh, the combination of all those things, like the kind of like the. Um, uh, what made him so awesome was the ability that he was like a linebacker running down the middle of the field. And then I feel like, like the year he won MVP, he can make it happen with his arm because he made it happen with his legs. And so, and I think that, and I think that they, they, they kind of put him out there and they're just like, cam, cam to the left, cam to the right, cam throw it, you know? And I think it, I think it wore him down eventually. So I think he, I, I do agree when I, when I hear that, that he's, uh, there's 32 NFL teams out there, and he's better. He's better than some. I do agree with that statement. I do think he should be on a roster somewhere, and I do think he'll start at some point. Um, I do think he'll. I'll do some some point this season because injuries happen. It's just a matter of time. I hear I, I, today at the office, a uh, guy will by go well. Your fo- your football team's gonna go pick up Cam Newton. Watch, he's gonna walk through that front door. He's like, that's who they need to go yeah. pick up. So I mean, how how long does it take before before they before uh, we either lose another quarterback to injury? Or something before we before that call comes in, and you know, that's when I think he's going to get a shot. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just interesting, right, to see a guy who's a former former 
MVP of the league, took his team to the play, uh, to not just the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't win, but he got him there pretty single handedly because I can't remember even a single wide receiver he was throwing to. Kelvin I was Benjamin. about to say when I said, uh, when Devin, I said Dev, year, are you forgetting Devin Funches, sir? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, Devin Funches. Oh shit! Oh shoot! Devin Funches. Great. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Forgot about him. Put Devin some his thousand on yards his receiving that year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kind of on the same topic of quarterbacks that you know are were injured or have been injured and whatnot. Uh, let's let's kick things off with with Thursday night. I mean. What did you guys think that that Cowboys Buccaneers game was out of this world, man? Oh no, it was great. You, I, mean, I, I think um, I think uh, uh, I I watched all the hard knocks, so I watched Dak. Like I watched all the way up to leading up to when that preseason. So I knew the week they they do it as close to the game as they can. So like I knew the minute uh, I watched the last episode, like he practiced in full. But when you saw him out there, how hot it was, that humidity, yeah, and it, the snappy, you could tell he was tired, but he balled. I mean, I could see the look mm-hmm. on his face and the, the amount of sweat pouring off him. You know, he was he was exhausted, but that offense, that offense, he balled out. I mean, he went, he stood there and went toe to toe. So it just, I think their defense is still going to be a question mark. I think they kind of proved that, but it, I mean, I get this at the same time though against Tom Brady. So like, he kind of makes most defenses look kind of enough, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, you know, they had Michael Parsons running around. He might be, he may, I mean, he made Mike, Michael look like a seventh round draft pick. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not that boy. So, uh, I, I was very impressed with Dallas after I saw that game, I said, they have, they have a real shot to win the division this year. Um, but we'll have to see it. I think it'll be at a lot of, I think it'll be like last year's pace of a lot of shootouts. Uh, you gotta, yeah. you gotta score. So, but what do you think, AJ? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing that we learned uh, watching watching this this past uh, that game was that you know the Cowboys' offense is real. Um, you know, obviously there's still some questions on defense. I mean, we don't quite know how well uh, they would have. Well, actually, no, I take that back. The defense actually proved proved a lot as well because they generated oh, yeah. a lot of turnovers. Turnovers. You know, um, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe they don't necessarily have the ability to get straight up stops or whatever. But I mean, if you if you're able to get three or four turnovers a game. You're going to win football games eventually. Uh, you know, it's just a matter right. of time. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of mistakes down the stretch, and Tom Brady makes you pay. But you know, he's he's kind of the goat, so you kind of gotta just you just gotta kind of deal with that. You know. Um. So, so yeah, I think you know, as a Washington football teamer, I have to I have to take my hat off to uh to to the Cowboys for that one and to Dak Prescott in particular because, uh, you know they they were they could have won that game that could have gone their way pretty easily. So, um. So yeah, Cowboys. For real, yeah. I, I thought I think my my biggest takeaway from the whole game, right, was um, one of course, like we were all saying, Dak is he's for real. He's back. He seems healthy. He's slinging the ball. I mean, hundred percent. Who knows? Hard to tell, but he's doing enough, right? The other thing, though, <clears throat> it was interesting for me to watch the the game flow kind of dictate the way that they played the Bucks. I mean, the defense. I feel like. It did enough. It was a scrappy defense for sure against the tough Bucks offense. But it, like I saw tons of Ezekiel Elliott hate after that game. And I mean in his defense, one, I'm like a hundred percent sure he doesn't practice blocking a whole lot. But two, in the few in the few moments where he like where he did have the ball in his hands, I mean he didn't find a whole lot of running room because the Bucking I mean, the Bucks' defense is absurd. Vita Vea was absolutely demolishing the interior of that offensive line, but he looked he looked faster. He looked quicker on his cuts. 
So, I mean, it'll be interesting for me to see how they how they rely on Zeke a little bit more to take some of that pressure off of Dak. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was a fun game and it was a great way to kick off the season, man. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, the season off to a bang for sure. What do you guys think about the Texans? <laughs> Who would have <laughs> thought the Texans would just show out against the Jags, man? I mean, I think, I think, what did I say last week? I was like, I was like, who even are they? Like, like, yeah. who, like who's on this team? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not expect to see the Texans out there, but man, they proved me wrong. I mean, holy crap! That that was uh, Tyrod. T- Got to take your hat off to Tyrod, man. He's 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 the man. Well done. That's your guy right there. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. No, that's what because you said who's on the who's even on their team, and I think I said something like, "Oh, Tyrod's out there. Tyrod might make something work." But then yeah. you're like, "Name a wide receiver," and I was like, "Oh." Damn, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, guys, and so and so. I I had no idea, but they. I mean, and then uh, what I also I think what really helped them was all um, that rookie uh, Trevor Lawrence throwing three interceptions. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, look, you gotta you gotta you gotta capitalize on those three interceptions, but at the same time, I think they scored touchdowns on all three off all three of those picks. You know, you give an yeah. offense you know a short field, they're probably going to generate some points in the NFL, but. Yeah, no, the Texans were a real surprise week one. Yeah, Texans yeah Trevor, were... Trevor Lawrence uh, really looked very vulnerable. Rookie, man. Oh, yeah. I it, I don't – oh, going on go, – like piggybacking off of that, did you guys hear about Urban Meyer thinking about hanging up the NFL head coaching thing because his heart is in it? I did. I did. I think I he's just that, not used uh, to getting his ass know. handed to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's well, you exactly know what it is. You, USC USC just fired their head coach and he's a, he's a USC alum, so the the rumor oh. I saw happening was that he's going to give it up after a year and then go uh, go uh, go to USC. That would be honestly that would be like such a like such a punk move for him to do to like oh, literally yeah he's like oh my heart's not in it man you just used to being the man that's all it is. You want to be a little, you want to be a little duke in your little dukedom instead of like becoming, a, trying to be, trying to contend with the kings out these, in the NFL. These college head coaches in their towns are God among gods amongst men. I heard stories right. about um, long time, a long time Texas head coach drove up to a beer store, had his, was drinking his beer, put a car in park, set his beer on the dashboard with the with the sheriff standing right next to him. Got out, said, "How you doing, sir?" He said, "How are you?" Grabbed a six pack, came out. Put the car, took his beer off the dash, put it in reverse, and went home. You know, like these guys are just wow. They do whatever they want in their cities and their towns. And you didn't go from that to the NFL, where you're just another, <laughs> you know, another big fish in a big pond. You know, there are other big fish here too. So, and it's interesting because yeah. I think last week, Lauren, you were even talking about how uh, he tried to handle the players, like he used to handle his college players and stuff. Yeah, and it just I think, yeah, it doesn't work like that. that no, they, this you, dude is struggling. Yeah, these these guys are uh, these players are make make are, they're like companies. They make enough money. They're like they, you can't you can't treat them like a college kid. They don't they don't need you. You need them because players right. don't get fired. Coaches do. So like, see that that's that's an argument for like like I said, you know, uh, my my favorite coach Mike Tomlin out here like. Just like there was that there was that quote from a couple of weeks ago where he was like talking to a reporter or whatever. And he was like, uh, he was like, no, you call me by my first name. We're both grown men. You know, we're not I'm not like out here for titles and crap, you know, like <laughs> something to be said for treating your treat, treating the people around you like they're normal human beings instead of like they're garbage or something. 
Yeah. Wasn't that the time when he he was throwing shade at um what's what's Garrett? That coach, yeah, that coach out in uh in New York. Oh yeah, God, Miles Garrett. Uh, oh, is there OC? You don't you don't call me Miles. You call me Coach. Yeah, you call me yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 speaking about Tomlin, man, that that Steelers Buffalo game was mm. absolutely absurd. Um, I mean, AJ, you you said it yourself, right? Don't bet against Mike Tomlin. Hey. I mean, they made Josh Allen look just like a husk of himself a little bit. I mean, he he struggled mightily. Uh, Big Ben. I mean, so we were talking about Big Ben. I mean, he did enough, right? He did he did enough just to get them the win. He's carried by three young wide receivers who are absolutely balling out. Najee Harris looked a little a little overwhelmed, though. I will say. Yep. Yep. Facts. No. Yeah. For sure. That uh, that defense was insane. Devin Bush, uh, Mika, uh, Devin Bush back there. Then along with T.J. Watt. Um, I can't remember who had all those sacks. I know TJ had one, um, but they they absolutely tore apart that that Bills offense, and they they were men they were a menace to Josh Allen. He was seeing nightmares, so uh, or, or he just looked like he, like you said a shell shell of himself. He's seeing ghosts is what I should have said. He's going to be having nightmares because they just they it was a watching the highlights. It was a you know it was a gritty battle at first that you know they were scraping yeah. to get both teams were and then and then Pittsburgh just found its rhythm like it does with Big Ben, so. Took the top off, man. Yeah, it's like it's like you said, right? And and again, I, I don't want to let my earlier comments praising Cam take away from Ben Roethlisberger's accomplishments. He's a good he's a good quarterback. It's just uh, you know he's not he's not where he was five ten years ago. You know, uh, is all yeah. is the only point I was trying to make. But still, but apparently, current Big Ben is good enough to win football games in the NFL against elite teams. <laughs> so as he just proved. <laughs> yeah, and that defense is just that defense is probably gonna be the best defense in the NFL this year. And then. Um, I, you know, I think last week I picked Buffalo, but it was dumb. It was dumb to get a bet against Mike Tomlin. So I won't be doing that again. Yeah. We, I think we've all learned our lesson here. Don't bet against Mike Tomlin. Don't bet against Mike Mike, Tomlin. (laughs) Speaking about AFC East. Huh? I just said he's too good. Mike is. Sheesh. Isn't what's, isn't he like the one coach who has like the longest win streak? Um, like he's at not home or lost. something like that. He's he's had a winning season in every single season that he's that's coached. what it is. He's been head coach. He's, like yeah, he's, he's never had a losing season. Yeah, that's crazy. Coming Tell from me about it. <laughs> Anyways, like staying in the AFC East, right? We had um, two a time versus Mac the Mac attack. Um, what did you guys think about that? Two Alabama quarterbacks going at it. One a rookie, one a year removed. What y'all think? I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take a little victory lap on that one. I called that game. <laughs> That's right, guys. That was me. Uh, just like I said, that little bit of NFL experience will do it for you. You know, Mac Mac just had too many mistakes to win that game. Um, not to say the two was you know immaculate or anything, far from it. But I think I think uh, you know, just the the comfort level was different, and I think I think that's the difference in that game. Yeah, the turnovers were definitely costly. Um, you know, the Max leading them down the field to, to to try and kick a game-winning field goal, and their running back fumbles the ball. That doesn't help. Um, and then the opening possession uh, where he uh, got a – what's it called? A, a strip sack. And that, that didn't help either. Let's see. Who was it? Yeah, I think it was uh, Devin Andrews, looks like. Looks like um, or no, you know, Devin Hester. Who's this? Damian Hester. Or Damian Harris, man, I can't talk. 
Or Reed. Uh, yeah, he lost. The, I think it was him who lost the uh, the uh, ball in that supposed to be a game winning drive. Got on a kick a field goal, but yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't help. They only lost by a point. So we'll see what happens when they meet up again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what Belichick learned after that one one go around, and to see just to see how Mac, I guess, develops throughout the season. Um, I know. Um, so like on PFF, he was the highest rated rookie quarterback. Um, amongst all the starting rookies. So it's him, Wilson in New York, uh, Lawrence in Jacksonville. Um, and he was ranked the highest. And he looked the most – I'll say this. Compared – so I watched the Jets game. Um, I watched a little bit of the Jags game. But watching Mac compared to Wilson, dude, Mac Jones was steady in the pocket. His offensive line helped him out. I mean, he had chemistry with, like, Aguilar – um, Jonu Smith was implemented in the offense pretty well. Um, I didn't see how, I, I, I don't know what Hunter Henry's stat line was like, but I mean, they were, they were moving up until like Lauren said, once Damian Harris coughed up that ball, I mean, it just, that was ball game. So it was, I think it'll be interesting to watch two and Matt go at it after having been Alabama teammates for so long for a while. But, um, yeah, yeah. There was it was a fun game, and then you have the other Alabama quarterback and Jalen Hurts. I mean, yo, the Eagles took it to the Falcons. That and was, the level of oh, improvement, man. Jalen Hurts' improvement from from last year to this year is is. I mean, he's he's on the curve. I mean, he, he that was really impressive, a really impressive showing by him um, using his legs, using his uh, but not just using his legs. It was also identifying coverages and making the right calls, and you know, getting the ball down the field. Um, and uh, I got to say that that was impressive. Um, again, NFC East team, uh, my, my, you know, our Eagles fans, listeners, uh, you know, I tip, tip my cap to you because that I got to say this Jalen Hurts kid, um, you know, Falcons made him look pretty good. We'll see if he can keep it up. And if he can, um, you know, I think, I think the Eagles become a, a pretty good contender this week or this year. Yeah. Sorry. I think after week, I think after week one, when we see scores like that and games like that, I always question our, uh, is are the Eagles that good, or are the Falcons going to be that bad this year? And I think I think Jalen, you know, based on his stat line, he, uh, you know, he showed up. It's, it's kind of almost like trying to pair for Lamar in the sense that like they can try to keep him in the pocket, and all of a sudden he breaks out, and then he's gone, and then it's you know, then it's a free for all, and then you can't catch right. him. And he's he's kind he's not as big as Cam, but he it, uh, but he's but he's big enough, and he's smart enough to to get down and you know be able to run through some arm tackles and kind of things like that, and. Uh, he makes throws on the run really well. Um, he picked them apart, and so we'll see what we'll see what happens when they roll into town. Yeah, no, he was definitely it, it was it was just exciting to watch. You know, someone kind of just step into a role that nobody gave him enough credit for. Um, he was their QB one, yeah. and for like for the entire offseason, there was speculation like, could Jalen Hurts do it? And I gotta I gotta say, he put he put some doubt in those haters. Uh, definitely with week one, but um, where there is no doubt, and I'm going to take my own cap off for this one, was that Cardinals game, because my man Chandler Jones was out mm-hmm. here just bullying the time. So, and that's my question to y'all about the game. Now, did that did that make y'all think that my dark horse call on the Cardinals was legit, or do you guys think that the Titans offensive line is just going to struggle like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, kudos to you for that, for that call. You were absolutely 100% correct about that one. Um, the, uh, 
Cardinals were were super impressive. That offense is 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 going to be problems for everybody. Uh, and Kyle Murray, uh, Kyler Murray looks like he's playing video games uh, out there, like he's on some sort of joystick or something. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand some of the some of the stuff that he did. I mean, there, there's a way in which Lamar <laughs> makes people look stupid, but like Kyler is developing his own separate style of making people look stupid, and it's 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 kind of scary that there's two people like like that in the league at the same time. Um, so, so yeah. And, and, you know, it just the, the, I did, I completely underestimated the defense of the, uh, of the Cardinals that, that defensive front just, just absolutely caused problems. Um, and <laughs> for, for the Titans and, uh, you know, the Titans are supposed to have one of the better offensive lines, um, you know, in the league, I think. So, uh, so that was, that was definitely surprising to me to see, to see them struggle like that, especially with, you know, the addition of Julio Jones, you'd expect, uh, you know, you expect more balls down the field. Um, they just, they just didn't come. Um, so, uh, so man, uh, I, I don't know whether that means, I don't know. I don't know how the Titans are going to stack up against other teams. Um, and I think that's going to tell us something about, you know, uh, where the Cardinals are going to be. What I will say to you, Eric, though, in answer to your direct question is that I never allowed, I, I reject the premise of your question a little bit because I, if you recall, I said that it's not exactly dark horse cause we all knew the Cardinals are going to be good. Although I, but I will say I didn't think they were going to be that good, so you know you get credit for that. Fair one. enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I want. I wait a minute. I want my share of the credit too because I said the Cardinals will win that game. But, yes, uh, you get you get credit. Okay, okay. I, got, I, don't I, I had that. the Cardinals doing pretty well this year as well because because uh, I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray and that offense. Uh, no, for as AJ said, Kyler Murray do video games things to our listeners. If you haven't seen the play where he like rolls right and jukes like three or four D linemen, then like sprints all the way across the field behind behind the line of scrimmage, rolls left, jukes like two or three more, and then hits hits somebody in stride for like a 10, 15 yard gain. It's just it's like a it's like a it's like a 12 second play of him just running around. And it's just how you as a defense, you can't you can't game plan for that. Like you just you you could have the perfect defense in the world and then he starts moving and everything it's gone. All, all of it goes out the window. So you know that's sort of um that that sort of play style is, you know, the the hot thing now in the NFL and kind of kind of doing things on the fly. But Chandler Jones showed up to play. He brought his uh, uh his lunch pail and he showed up to work. Man, he he made them look he made them look that O line look horrible, like just trash. And I think yeah. the Cardinals are going to have a really good year. But I think that division is going to be stacked because I also have the Rams being really good. So then That's there's also right. the Seahawks and the 49ers. So can't count them out either. Yeah, Kyler Murray. He, he, that one play, uh, by the way, look, reminded me of like it was like I was watching the 2004 Madden commercial with Michael Vick in it. You guys remember that one where he like <laughs> yeah. drops back yeah. and he's like, yeah. he's, it's like snowing or whatever, and he like he like breaks to the right, breaks to the left, and like at the he like throws the ball down the field. At the end of the play, he was like, "Man, I thought you were gonna block." And his uh, and his offensive <laughs> line was like, "I thought you were gonna run." Like it was like that. Like it was like yeah. watching that happen. It was crazy. Yeah. I've never seen a quarterback throw a pass like a fadeaway jumper and make a touchdown. Yeah. This man was yeah, off, off the ground, just fading back, said, I'm just going to launch it. And mm-hmm. it's to the house. Tutty. Yeah, that game was nuts. Yeah, that play was nuts because they, had, they left a, they left, he left, they left, a, I'm pretty sure they left a free blitzer on the edge. And so he had a guy coming and he took a couple steps back yeah. and just faded it, faded it, faded over. The one game, the one game that I, I will say I was also very adamant about, but I was proven wrong, and was that Browns Kansas City, Cleveland and Kansas City game. I mean, Mahomes is man. 
he's yeah, unreal. He's, he's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. How do you stop that guy? <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, you play. You can't stop. Something I play. Like that. You can't. I, and like I, I play Madden, for example, and they're even. They're just as unstoppable in Madden. Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. You were completely wrong. The Browns were in that game. That's for. They were impressive. Sure. The Browns. The Browns were. The Browns were sticking it to the Chiefs. And what that then that punt happened where the punter didn't get the they they brought pressure and the punter didn't get the ball off. And so they got the ball, like what the twenty yard line or wherever they were, like the red zone, pretty yeah. much. You know, you go to Can- you go to Kansas City. That's seven. That's seven. I don't care what defense Every you got time. back there. That's seven. And so uh, they, but they were in it. You know, they 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 were about to pin them deep and just a bad special teams play. I, I could see them matching up again in the playoffs at some point. Yeah, facts. I mean, that it, it was it was a really um, that was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it, and uh, you know your prediction, Eric. Uh, despite the fact that it was ultimately proven to be uh, not accurate, was like still kind of accurate because like it was. I mean, they were they were the Browns were really really impressive. Um, you know they've they've got their they've got their system honed to a uh, finely tuned machine at this point. Those two running backs did what those two running backs do, um, and Baker Mayfield was able to make you know, not, not avoid mistakes, which is what he really needs to do. I think as a quarterback is just as long, he's good, as long as he's not making as, as long as he's not doing wrong, which kind of yeah. sounds like a Yogi Berraism, but like for him, it's, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's important for him because like the more mistake, like I, I, he's just at his worst when he's like making the most egregious mistakes in the world. Like there's no, like, there's no like in between for him. It's like, you, it's not like, uh you know, you drop back, you miss a pass. It's an incomplete pass. It's like, going to the completely wrong guy or missing a wide open receiver or something like that. Like that's the kind of mistakes he makes. There's only, there, there's no gradient between zero and 10. So as long as he's not making those 10 mistakes, he's, he turns out to be, um, you know, a really great quarterback. Yeah. He had a play. Uh, he had a play, like you said, where he, he was, I think he was trying to throw the ball or like he was getting sacked and he tried to like fit it in a tight window or like tried to like do too much, a little, just a little too much. And I think it ended up being intercepted or he ended up fumbling as one of the two It ended up in a turnover. Right. So it was just like, you know, cause I remember the announcer being like, he's going to have to learn to just eat those plays and, you know, not try to do just that extra bit. But I mean, they were to Eric's credit. They, they, they rolled out there and punched him in the mouth more than I thought they would. I, I mm-hmm. thought it might be a, I thought it might be a good game in the sense, but like, you know, Kansas city goes up by two touchdowns or so towards the end pulls away, but it was yeah. a, it was a, it was a battle. It was a good game. Yeah. I think the, the other exciting game that, um, that I was wrong about was one that AJ was right about. And it, it was that Saints Packers game. Yeah. Mm. Where in the world is Aaron Rodgers? Yo. <laughs> Can't find him. Can't find him. We don't know where he's at. Look, they they it's okay, what, what was I said last week? It was like something about like <laughs> unless they take his town away with like a magic football like in Space Jam. Like it's it's like that happened this week somehow. Like he just he just didn't show up. And, James Winston uh, took it. Yeah, James Winston took all that. Took all that. Yeah, count. Apparently, Man. hey, I, I so I will take credit for. So I can't take credit for like believing in exactly how bad the Packers turned out to play in that game because I didn't think that they would be that bad. But I can take. I will take full credit for joining the James Winston hype train. Uh, you heard it here first, folks, on Go Deep podcast. Uh, when it comes to James Winston, I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's skeptical. there's no way I knew. Yeah, there's there's no way I thought. Um, I think Jameis is. I, Jameis to me still has to prove it. On I think he's still up, and I, I, until he's like consistent, 
I'm going to go with the up and down. So, like, uh, I, that, I, I mean, I'm just going to have to wait and see is what I guess what I'm trying to say because he's been too up and down. Uh, but I did not think the Packers would roll out there and lay an egg um, and Aaron Rodgers would look like that. That's for sure. Yeah, he How had less guys... than two fantasy points, man. I mean, good grief. What? Yeah, 1.9 wow. fantasy points. Ooh. That Oof. is not okay. No, it is that not. That is awful. Now, do you guys think you think he was rusty just because he missed so much of the off season, or or do you guys think he's just just a bad game? Or I mean, I'm 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 of the type who believes that he might be spiteful, but that's just me. Nah, you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers, man. He's not throwing games. That's not that's not that's not happening. I think I think he's uh, I think he's just I think he's just rusty, and he'll he'll get back into it. By the you know give give them a couple weeks maybe by by week three or four you know they'll they'll be panicking in the press and everything but you know he'll figure it out and be, they'll be in a position to, to go to the playoffs again I'm sure. Yeah, it's like with it's like with guys like if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you like start the season zero and two and you're just like eh, you know like you know what are these first two games? We have Aaron Rodgers, you know we're one and four, you know yeah, we got Aaron. We'll, we'll rip off like seven here in a minute and then sure enough they go on like a seven zero run. Unlike the Washington football team, we started 0 and 2. Well, scrap it for next year, guys. We're terrible again, you know. <laughs> We're gonna be awful. But it's always so just funny to me because like you, Yeah, trade everybody, get rid of everybody, start over again. Uh, you know, guys like Aaron Rodgers, they you know, he's like, just relax. And then they he goes on like a seven game winning streak to vault him into the playoffs or whatever. <laughs> it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see if he if he can bounce back or if he's just kind of worn out or what, but yeah, definitely not what we were expecting in that Packers Saints game, and it was it was a hell of a game. I was also very excited to see all the faith that Lauren was putting in on the Rams. Oh, Maddie was looking real solid out there, man. Oh man, against He's... a stout oh, Bears defense. I'm pumped. You know how... I got money on that. I got money on the Bears. Then making the playoffs. What? You know how like like when you when you take in like a, a you've seen those nature shows where like a, a wildlife reserve will like take in like a wounded leopard cub or something like whose parents were killed or something and they kind of they take out the little bottle and they nurse it back to health and you know they teach it how to hunt and everything and then they then they then they drive out to the serengeti or whatever and just release it into the wild and it like runs away and it looks super happy and everything like that's that's kind of how <laughs> Matt Stafford is feeling right now like he's, yeah. he's he's like he's like a wounded brought back to life he's been, yeah he's been revived uh he's he's now in his natural environment with with weapons that he can like rely on and depend upon uh i'm happy for competent him. competent <laughs> head coach and organization it's, like competent phenomenal like, head offensive coach. players around him exactly yeah, just an awesome head coach dude that's a great team to watch too oh man that doesn't get that doesn't get you pitching a tent for football i don't know what does there you go, pitching a pants tent. <laughs> speaking of speaking of pant tents coming out of left field, let's. Uh, I'm gonna pass it on over to our, our our residential. Oh, is it is it that time? It is that time, my good sir. All right, y'all. Well, uh, you know when they don't know where else to turn on the Go Deep podcast, when they're done roasting Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless, or when the proverbial keg of hot takes has finally kicked and has begun spewing the foam of conventional sports radio drudgery. Only then did they call upon me, A.J. Claiborne, your favorite irascible kung fu leftist. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Out of Left Field. The past week, this past weekend was the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks on the Twin Towers in the Pentagon. It was a tragedy of epic proportions. Nearly 3,000 New Yorkers died in the attacks, and countless others were traumatized. They were traumatized by the scent of burning flesh, 
the smoke and the debris and the rubble and by the knowledge that the normal patterns of their daily lives could be disrupted by spectacular and overwhelming violence. That day 20 years ago would change uh, our lives as Americans forever. The trauma of the violence we all witnessed would be seized and mobilized by greedy actors at the highest levels of our government, including George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, to engage in a U.S.-style project of spectacular and overwhelming violence of our own. The United States launched two wars, one of which lasted fully two decades. During these two wars, the United States would brutally murder hundreds of thousands of people. The United States would engage in torture at Abu Ghraib. The United States would abduct innocent people from the comfort uh, of their own homes and ship them off to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, where some of them uh, are still to this day held without any charge. This is uh, by far, fr is, is far from an exhaustive list of the crimes that have been committed in the name of us, the American people, by the United States empire. This past weekend, we were rem relentlessly reminded of the terrorist attacks launched on September 11th. We were reminded by the MLB and the NFL. Each individual team reminded us and each league reminded us during every single game. We were told we must, Hashtag never forget. I was 10 years old when 9-11 happened. Uh, I remember rumors that a bomb had been set off while I was in elementary school. And I remember that my dad was home when normally he would have been away at work. And I remember him making us watch the newsreels of the planes striking the towers. I won't forget that. But this week, during the 20th anniversary of those attacks and amidst the drawdown in Afghanistan, I also choose not to forget the hundreds of thousands of Afghans who have died in my name at the hands of the United States military. I choose not to forget the hundreds of thousands of Iraqis we murdered for reasons which to this day, even I still do not fully understand. I choose not to forget the hospital that was bombed under US President Barack Obama, for which unforgivable crime to this day, no one has been held to account in any lasting or discernible way. I have no control over the MLB or the NFL. I can't stop the jingoism that is inevitably stuffed down our throats. And I can't stop leagues from making deals for Air Force flyovers of obscenely expensive military planes, all while the government tells you that it can't afford to pay for your health care. I can't stop the sappy music from playing over the pictures of head coaches posing next to the Pentagon. And I can't, by myself, stop the United States government from continuing to bomb people in Africa and the Middle East. Just like when Joe Biden murdered an entire family in the wake of a completely separate terrorist attack uh, against the fleeing U.S. military at Bagram Air Base uh, just a short time ago. What I can do is remember the crimes committed across the world purported to be on my behalf. I can remember that the horrendous and spectacular violence that was once visited upon us on a day 20 years ago is the exact same violence that the United States government perpetrates against ordinary people going about their ordinary lives all over the world. I don't know how often we're doing it at this point, but I can tell you that we've been doing it a lot much more frequently than once every 20 years. I can show no appreciation for a mission of thuggery and violence against the innocent, and I can show no reverence for stars and stripes soaked in the blood of the poor. In 1967, Martin Luther King Jr. said that the United States was the greatest purveyor of violence in the world. He was not wrong then, and his words are not wrong now. Ladies and gentlemen, mixes, misters, and misses, my takes don't come out of nowhere. They only come out of left field. I'll end today by asking my co-hosts, where were you on 9-11, and what, what have you been thinking about when watching the tributes and performative gestures in the MLB and the NFL. Uh, Eric, why don't you take it away? Yeah, man. Um, first of all, very nice. That was excellent, man. Um, 
definitely definitely an interesting time to reflect on because i feel like we're on the cusp of those generations that really still remember where we were pretty vividly and remember a lot of what was happening um afterwards you know so i was in i was in fifth grade i was in my fifth grade uh just my general class miss wiener um (laughs) but uh, i just remember we were getting ready to go to music class and then the music teacher came in and was like crying pulled her out and then we're all just kind of in the classroom like what is going on going home getting picked up by my dad and my dad plopped me down on the tv and just like telling me i have to watch this and i have to see what's going on um it was crazy but um you know ever since ever since then you know i never really thought about it um i would see all the stuff going on when i was younger like on the sports um like football and baseball and even sometimes like soccer games would do something for 9-11 i never thought twice about it and then after high school i have so i had a professor in college his name is professor ryan king white out in towson shout out mr king white or professor king white really good dude but he made it a point to say like you know what they really did was they took something that was tragic and they found a way to monetize it and that just kind of always rubbed me the wrong way um so you know instead of like the grandiose imagery and whatnot i've always just been kind of like a believer of everybody should just pay their respect in their own way Um, because those lives you can't get those back and those were unfortunately lost and we'll always think about them but yeah it's just kind of the grandioseness of it all and just sometimes it's too much it's like i get it if if it was for every you know maybe like a 10 year 20 year 25 year something like that but the fact that they try to milk it like every year is just it's a bit gross but yeah lauren yeah, let's see here. I was in, so if you guys were probably in the fifth, I was probably in the fourth grade. I remember teachers running up and down the hallway and, uh, you know, just going wild. And uh, kids started getting pulled out of class, like left and right. Like Scott's gone, Matt's gone, left and right. All of a sudden, and then all of a sudden we get, uh, it was like a random day. We got sent to the library. So we're all in the library. Kids keep getting pulled out of school. It's the day's winding down. It's like me and one other person left in class. I get on the bus. No one's on the bus. I go home. Nothing, I have no idea what's going on. I go home. Uh, my dad picks me up. We're going somewhere. And I'm like, Dad, why? I was like, Dad, something's going on. Now. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Like, no one's told me. I don't I don't know. And he was like, oh, uh, someone flew a plane into the Pentagon. And I was like, is that why everybody got pulled out of class? And he was like, yeah, probably. And I was like, why did you come get me? He's like, that's the safest place for you. He's like, that's why I left you there. So uh, he was – so, you know, he's like, it's also someone so, – uh, uh, he then he told me about the twin towers, but those are like those are like my two memories oh my of God. it because I was, but those that that's like my earliest memory because he didn't come pick me up. I didn't get picked up. I take the bus home, and like there's no one on the bus, and there's no one in my class. I was like the la- I was like the last person in my class, and that's just what I remember sitting in there in the library. But anyway, I I just can't help but think this is, and I'll make this quick because uh, we gotta wrap it up here. But uh, uh, we celebrate something every twenty. We celebrate something every year. That happens every Tuesday in their country, in foreign countries, and especially like the third world. So it's just, it, it, you know, I, I mean, obviously I've been to the World Trade Center and seen it. And I, 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 I kind of agree with Eric said, everybody handles it their own way. But as I, as I sit there and watch the images, I kind of thought about the, 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 the people that have died. And that's, you know, what happened to us like a Tuesday for them, essentially bombs going off and kind of things like that. So, um, 
it's just interesting. I, I and you, Eric, you made the you made the comment, which is this is completely hilarious how they monetize off of it. I was sitting and talking to my boss about this podcast today, and I said we were. I told him about uh, AJ's segment of Out of Left Field, and I said I think today. I said I'm pretty sure today he's talking about uh, 9/11 and things like that. And I was like, it's kind of interesting. And so he, uh, I was like, it's kind of interesting how you know they've monetized it. You know, it's like, oh man, remember everybody that died, but buy our jerseys. And so you know, like buy our stuff. Yeah. And so that's like kind of what, and he laughed. I mean, he completely agreed with me and he, and he laughed about it, but yeah, that's kind of, that's, those are kind of my two cents on the whole thing. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing that's like, that I'm trying to remember myself is just that like, when you say it's a Tuesday for them, like it's important to like note that like Tuesdays will come every seven days, but like, it's us that's doing it on the Tuesdays. So like, yeah. to me, that's, and yeah. that's the thing that I find. Yeah. You know more i mean obviously it would be it would still be terrible if people were dying every tuesday for uh, for some sort of like because an asteroid was hitting their particular place that they live but like it's it's us throwing the asteroids and that's not okay and it shouldn't be uh and it's like people should be held to account for it um some people need to be sent to the hague in my opinion but that's uh that's uh that's for another day in left field um (laughs) we've got predictions to get to so we should get to those yeah and uh so I'm a little late this week, but uh, we're at the 49-minute mark. Gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun so far today. But uh, let's let's mm-hmm. look forward, as we did back then, to week two. Um, looking forward to it. Let's let's start with our teams. And, and the first one I want to I want to talk about is one that's going to happen in a couple days: Washington football team against the New York Giants. I mean, how do you guys feel? Fitzpatrick's on IR. Messed up his hip before the game at a water park, re re aggravated <laughs> it in the game. Um, set your secondary. I mean, what are you guys thinking about? Let's talk about it. I had them winning this game before the season started. I think that the Giants' offensive line is trash. I think that they're always going to be trash, and they just they're just trash. <laughs> I think that our our. Our, I think our front. I think we're going to do very similar to what we did against the Chargers in the sense that we we rush for rush four or five, like, and just try to beat them man on man. Um, we'll see if we send any more. We didn't really send, I felt like we didn't really send any complex blitzes, uh, Joe, uh, Justin's way. We kind of, we kind of try to, our front four or our front five is better than yours, than yours. And like, we try to have them try to beat them. I think that, that we can, I think that the, their offensive line is not good. And I think we will rip them apart. Um right. I think Jan, I think this is going to be the this is finally going to be the time you know like it's it's under Ron Rivera this is like I feel like he's just gonna uh, will these guys are like you know get ready and we're just gonna blow them out I don't I not blow them out but I think we'll go win this will finally be the game we step up and stop Daniel Jones I heard him on the interview this morning he even said Daniel Jones Daniel Jones comes in and we make him look great he's like I'm sick of it so like I just think that uh, I think he's nice. I think he's you know they're 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 they've got this circled and they're ready to go head hunting and I think we're gonna I think Daniel Jones it's gonna be a lot of like the Eagles game last year where we ripped apart Carson Wentz I think that's gonna happen to Daniel Jones because he is not I, and I and I and I know y'all agree with me on this he is not as accurate as Justin Herbert and he is not no the way. same quarterback Justin Herbert is and he can't get that ball out of his hands as fast as Justin can Justin is Justin is talk about going on the curve up with Jalen Hurts Justin's getting up there too with accuracy and his ability to dissect defense, right. but Daniel is not that way at all. And I think we get to him and I think we shut down Saquon too. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm, this may surprise uh, many of, many of our uh, Washington area listeners, but uh, as, even as a Washington fan, I just, I don't, I, we have bad juju on national games. I just don't, 
uh, <laughs> although we did we did win that one against the Steelers last year. Uh, I just I can't in good conscience take the Washington football team in this case. Uh, but I agree on paper we are the better team and we should we should absolutely win it. Um, I just I don't know I don't understand how we find a way to make Daniel Jones look good every every time that we play them. Um, but until I until I see proof otherwise, uh, I, I can't I can't in good conscience take the take the Washington football team to win that game. The one thing I, that I that I do got to give Washington the extreme like almost a double advantage or edge for. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the particular play in the Giants game where, where Nate Solder literally does like a one eighty as he's trying to block doesn't touch the guy. The guy runs right by him. He like runs into that. his yeah. own man. So <laughs> if there's anything that I know, is that any combination of Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, or Montez Sweat, if if Nate Solder comes out to play like that, or if Andrew Thomas comes out to block the way he's been blocking at left tackle, oh, Daniel Jones, or he's not going to be Danny Dimes. He's going to be Danny Demon Meadows Danny on his or ass. something like that. <laughs> right. It's going to be ugly. Um. I th- I think I personally feel like y'all will have a bounce back this week, a pretty strong one. Um, Heineke showed a lot during the playoffs. I think we all really enjoyed watching him play. Um, I haven't I haven't kept up with him a lot during oh, the yeah. offseason. I mean, what's the word on him? Yeah, no, I actually want to I want to stick stick a claim here as well, uh, uh, especially for my my fellow Washington football teams fans. Um, just we didn't explain earlier, and we should have that what you were talking about with the water slide, Eric. Uh, but like on local sports radio this week, uh, somebody called into uh, called into called into one of the show the radio shows. I don't remember which one it was, uh, purporting to be a worker at a at a local water park, uh, and he claimed that uh, that uh, Fitzpatrick comes through like every week with his seven children uh, and uh, enjoys the water park. Uh, they but apparently he says that they they all went down the, the easy slide but he went down the fast one and uh, on one of the occasions when Fitzpatrick was going down the fast part of the slide he slammed his hip into the side of one of the slides uh, and everyone could <laughs> see that he was limping around afterwards so uh, according to that one single guy calling into that radio show uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has only aggravated an injury that it was already existing because uh, he was having way too much fun with his children. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, take it for what it is. It is just one guy on a radio show. I don't think there's any corroboration for that. Uh, but you know, who knows? It's out there now. That's that's what we were talking about earlier. Uh, as far as as far as uh, as far as Taylor Heineke, um, I actually don't think we get that much of a drop off with him. What I really like about Taylor Heineke uh, that we were not seeing in the first couple of quarters with um, with this with this yeah, Fitzpatrick in the game. Uh, is that Heineke is much more mobile um, and he can make right. things happen with his feet uh, that um, that Fitzpatrick just couldn't. There was a couple of great plays that Taylor Heineke made um, last week. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, my man Terry McLaurin's amazing, uh, like, leaning back, like, limbo catch that oh he made. Uh, that, was, that was insane. That, uh, shout nuts. out to Terry. You are the, the freaking man. Um, that's the most insane catch I've ever seen. Uh, the... But the um, there was one play where he uh, Taylor Heineke scrambled. He steps up in the pocket. The pocket breaks down. He leaks out, and then shove like like push passes like a basketball chest pass. This football out to Terry McLaurin for like a seventeen yard gain on like first and twenty after a holding call. So it was like like he he can make improvisational plays like that uh, that I don't think even Fitzy could make. Um, you know, despite Fitzy's guts and toughness, um, and so I, I don't think we actually get that much of a drop off with him with him under center. 
Um, so I think I think we'll be good in the long run. I just a Thursday night game. I've been a Washington football team fan for thirty years. I just can't. I, I don't trust the team. Sorry. I got faith. <laughs> it's our it's our night, AJ. It's gonna be our night. I'm gonna I have pizza right. and beer. It's gonna be our night. <laughs> I All hope right. I'm I hope I'm wrong. What's, both what's both of you. No, no, hold on, real quick before we move on. I want one player to watch from both of you for that for for from Washington. Ooh. Uh, I like get, like I an get... underdog or like or like either like deep cut or you want like a like a the, the, someone the who's just gonna who you think is gonna absolutely ball on Thursday night. It's gonna be Terry. They're gonna throw him the ball a million times. They, they only th- they only threw him the ball in one drive last, last yesterday, and it was like criminal because he's like out here making god tier catches. And like, he made all the catches. <laughs> Yeah. I got uh, I got Chase Young. I think Chase Young has a great game. I think I think uh, I think he was quiet last week, and that's going to put a fire under his butt. And he's gonna he's ready to he's ready to go to work on that line. And I think they I think I think Chase Young has a sack and a sack fumble. Also, yeah. also, this might be the game where um, uh, our our kick returner scores a touchdown. Andre Carter. Uh, that's that's the deep cut for you guys. You guys don't know him probably if you're not a Washington football team fan. But he was close to breaking one last week. He's a real kick returner. For once in our in our freaking lives, we have somebody that can bring the ball back <laughs> on special teams. Somewhat competent. Keep your eye out. There you go. Well, I think I think I want to keep the the rhythm going with with our own teams. So let's uh, we're we're going to transition real quick to my my New York Jets um, as we J-E-T-S, face off. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I wish I could say that probably right now, but um, yeah, we're we're playing the <laughs> Patriots this week. Um, wasn't too happy with our offensive line play against the Panthers, I, but I think that's more of a credit to the Panthers having like a legitimate defense for once. Um, but what do you guys think? I mean, before I go, you know, ranting off about my own team, what are you guys thinking? Nah, 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 fam. This is this is your this is your time, bro. This is your team. Tell us about it. Speak on it. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> The def- our defense. I mean, I gotta, I gotta give it up to our defense. We, for a young defense that has like none of our corners have played more than a season, and that's only Bryce Hall. Everybody else is undrafted or a free agent, just hasn't really played. We lost our, we lost our starting strong safety and joiner. You know, we lose Jared Davis, who's a big free agent signing. We lose Carl Lawson. We got all this stuff going on. Defense gritted it out, man. I was impressed. Against an offense that has McCaffrey, I mean Robbie Anderson torched us, but Robbie Anderson's going to do that to you. He's a speedster. Uh, but uh, kudos to the defense; they did what they had to do. Zach Wilson came out in the second half, and the kid balled. I mean, couple, couple, couple bad plays in the first half, including an interception that was just horrible. But I got to give the kid credit for like hanging in there, coming out in the second half, and really balling out. Um, I just don't think. I think we're we're just trying to gel everything together, and we lost Makai Becton for a couple weeks with an MCL sprain. Um, I think the Patriots going to take it just because Belichick is so consistent, and he had that pass rush just absolutely going. I think they're going to overwhelm our offensive line, um, so I think we're going to lose. But I'm excited to see Mac and Zach face off, which will be interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, what are y'all thinking? I got New England, but I think it's going to be interesting to see them. Uh, like you said, I'm interested to see the young guys play, but I think New England and I think New England's going to come out and still and still look sharp. What about you, AJ? Yeah, yeah um, you know, I, I almost wanted to make this sort of like my my surprise pick of the week, uh, but like 
<laughs> you're right about the pass rush. Bill Belichick's defensive schemes are always ridiculously complicated, and you've got a rookie quarterback. First time facing him, I just don't see them. I don't see him overcoming that, even if both quarterbacks are are sort of new or are sort of green. Um, I almost wanted to make the, this the pick. It's a division game, uh, so you kind of never know what's going to happen. But uh, but I think I got to go with the Patriots though for this one. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, it's a tough game. It'll be fun to watch um, for me at least. You know, for everybody else, it might be a dredge. But oh, it, it, it would not surprise me if you guys put up a fight. Huh? What was that? Oh, you want to want which which spreads you want to know? Washington football team or uh, both, Jets? Both. Yeah, let's start with Washington. Uh, right now, since we're on the Jets, I have that one up. Uh, uh, you want me to start okay. Washington? All right, give me one sec. Uh, the Washington is the favorite. They're minus three. They're minus three and a half. So they're they're uh, uh, pretty much minus four. Uh, the over under is uh, forty one. So they think it's going to be. A, I, I, they're banking on it being. A, I think. I guess a relatively low scoring game. But uh, I think that I think it, I think the offenses are going to explode. I think Taylor That's Heineke okay. with the X factor. That like him running around being all squirrely, I think he'll uh, he'll uh, they can't. It's hard to game plan for that, and I think like AJ said, Terry eats and Logan Thomas eats. They didn't target him enough either. So mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson's angry after fumbling the ball. Yeah, yeah, I think they they definitely cover that for sure. Uh, that's that, that's the, the that's the total that's the total points. I think they I think we do clear the total points, but uh, I don't. Yeah. But I don't see. If if okay, so I'll say this. I obviously I've, I've said the Washington's going to lose, so that means that New York would cover if if that's the case. But I think that if Washington wins, if they're going to win, New York will not cover the spread. So take that for what it take that take that for what you will. Gotcha. So they're gotcha, winning by gotcha, more gotcha. than four. But yeah, so what you would do is if you really want to make some serious coin, is you would go you would go gamble that the the, uh, the spread and then parlay that into the money line and then parlay that into the over. And you put like five bucks on each, and it comes out it could probably come out to something ridiculous. I don't know what the odds are off the top of my head if you parlay all those, but that's what you want to do if you want to make some serious cash. For all our gamblers out there, <laughs> what about for the uh, the Jets Patriots game? So the um, Patriots are are, are minus uh, five point five, so they're six point favorites pretty much. Um, the over under is forty three, and the over under set at forty three. I, I, I think if I were gonna if I were betting man, I would bet the under on this game. I don't think they clear that. I think the I think it becomes sort of a bit of a defensive struggle and uh, and or at the very least, I, I would see the the Jets not scoring that many points. So I think I think I would take the under if I were betting man on this. Based on watching Tua last week and what their defense did to Tua, and I'm not saying Tua is I guess uh, Tua may not be all that good, but I mean they held him to what 17. 16, 17 points. So 17. Yeah. And then he got a rookie quarterback rolling in. So, I mean, he can ball, but I mean, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree a hundred percent with you guys on that. There's and our offensive line is in shambles. No way. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they scratch 43. There's, I think if it's, it goes one of two ways, it's close and it's ugly or it's new England's like 25, the jets like zero or like three. Yeah. Probably three. I mean, we got our kicker's got a hell of a leg, but. <laughs> hey, Eric's managing expectations out here. I was super real. pumped for the Carolina game, and then Darnold just absolutely shits on us. So I gotta, I gotta reel it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised now, you wanted that revenge. 
<laughs> I'm not surprised either. Another exciting game. Um, so they're just coming off of an exciting Monday night game. Ravens against the Chiefs. Mm. Let's talk about last night's game real quick, because what in the hell was that? Yeah, we all got that, that one wrong last night. Um, oh, so wrong. <clears throat> man, I, I you know... That game. First of all, can we we should we should have a discussion a little bit about how just how ridiculous that was. Uh, you had you had first of all you had the fact that the Ravens led most of the time. Uh, you know, game game goes back and forth. Eventually, the Raiders come back in the fourth quarter. They go to overtime. Then you have the Raiders taking the ball straight away. They drive down the field. They are about to, and they are so close to scoring. It was like Mike. I think it was Michael Michael Brown who stretched out to try and get in the end zone. Just wasn't yeah. there. It was clear on replay. He was short. Then they have to go out. So they they're all celebrating. Everyone's going nuts. The the the, the team is like over like piling up in the corner of the end zone because they think they just won. <laughs> Play comes back. They got to get out there and do it again. Immediately, Derek Carr uh, throws the ball to Willie Sneed. First target of the night, and Willie Sneed does what Willie Sneed does and lets the ball go right through his hands clanks right off of a of defender's helmet goes 80 feet up in the air like some sort of like the grotesque jump ball <laughs> lands in a, a ravens defender's back pocket and he just lays down the end zone all of a sudden you think what you, you think oh my gosh i can't believe this lamar jackson then like two plays later fumbles the ball and gives it right back oh my god <laughs> right yeah. where they were at like the, the 40 right it was it was something like that it wasn't it wasn't close so, right go ahead go ahead go ahead no, yeah. So I was gonna say is the reason that they that the Raiders got forced. So when when he when um oh, I can't remember the guy's name dove for the uh, touchdown and then everybody was celebrating because they thought they won and reviewed it and he turns out he's short. They were on like the one yard line, but then their offensive lineman jumped, so yep. they put him on the six yard line. So it yep. forced him into a passing situation, and that's it's when he threw insane. the ball and he beamed he beamed whoever that cornerback <laughs> is in the head, and that's through the interception. He threw that seven yards. So Lamar trots out like there, and then five miles an hour. Holy crap! Yeah, and then Lamar trots out there and fumbles the ball. Then you're just like, what? And then, and then the game winning, <laughs> the game winning scores a touchdown pass. No, off, like was, his back. Unreal. That was even worse because because remember they first they came out and they got to like the twenty yard line. And they were like, oh, we're just gonna kick it. But then the oh the, yeah 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 they couldn't get the the they didn't know where the kicker was or whatever or the special teams unit just wasn't yeah, he was on the field in time and they didn't have any timeouts they, they take had no timeouts yeah exactly <laughs> they, had, they had no timeouts they take a delay of game was, and then the we last watching, play of the game <laughs> yeah go ahead good so we were watching that Eli we were watching that Eli Payton broadcast and so yep. Eli was like oh the kicker's late oh they're gonna call a timeout and I like looked at the Raiders like timeout them count thing and I was like. Um, they don't have any timeouts. He's like, Eli's like, oh, they're calling a timeout. I was like, no, they don't have any. And I was like, they don't have any timeouts. I don't know where he, he's like, oh, they didn't call a timeout. What in the world is going on? Like, it was, a, it was a circus. That was, that was an insane, circus. insane game. Absolutely nuts. That game was nuts. And the 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 touchdown pass, exactly what you were going to say, Lauren. He throws it off his back foot like a fadeaway touchdown to like to the corner of uh, you know, like the like, five yard line or whatever. Like, because the, the, the Ravens defenders, like, were playing man the entire game, and they just, like, for this one, for the most important play of the entire game, they picked each other. Like, yeah. what are the odds of that? Like, holy crap. <laughs> uh, absolutely insane football game. Uh, I think uh, I think ultimately it tells us more about the Raiders than it does about the Ravens, um, because I think that the Ravens have, uh, they have they're, obviously they're dealing with a lot of injuries, um, I think one of the problems with the game was that uh, Lamar was spooked a lot because of the pressure put on them by the uh, the Raiders defense. 
um, because I think that the running back, when he was Mick trying to figure out where he's supposed to block, didn't exactly well, – he wasn't used to it. He just did, I, it, Sometimes it looked like he didn't know where he was supposed yeah. to be. Sometimes it looked like he, he, just, he, would, he just wasn't positioned correctly to, to, set up, to set up the pocket correctly. That's Luke like Lamar, now he's scrambling. He looked like an undrafted free agent. <laughs> he did. Exactly. Um, so I think, I think – but, but he looked good carrying the ball, you know, which is, yeah. which is important, which is – if you're going to be a running back, that's pretty important. So I think, I think uh, the Ravens come out of it, to me, a bit of a wild card, um, a little bit of a question mark. The Raiders come out of it, though, looking um, fairly impressive. I mean, that was, yeah. that was a great win against a tough team. Um, uh, so, but, I mean – Derek Carr, and uh, who, who's that? Who's that tight end? What's his name? Waller. Man. Uh, uh, Derek Waller. Waller. Oh my Derek gosh! Waller with like twenty targets, feeding him. Targeted twenty times, bro. Twenty times they targeted him. Holy crap! Uh, they Amazing. better. You better not play man. You better not play man against them again because Waller's just gonna <laughs> eat you alive. My man Waller's is coming for the number one tight end spot in fantasy right now. That's what he's trying to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But Max Crosby was unreal. I mean that 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 Raiders pass rush oh. was just getting after it. Massive Crosby and Gakwe. I mean Crosby was nuts. Yeah, you better I mean, watch they, out. They had no answer for him. Literally none. None. He was but, he uh, just lived in the backfield. I've never it, it's been rare where I've seen Lamar run from a guy that big and a guy almost go stride like right on his heels. Like yeah. there there's been times Lamar's rolled out of the pocket, someone's chasing him like that dude's not catching him. And then this time Lamar <laughs> rolled out and Crosby chased him. Like, oh, snap, he might actually catch him. Like, yeah, that, that's close. And Lamar knew it. Like, to make some of those throws, he has to slow down for half a second to make the throw. Like, he can't make them go in full speed. You just can't. Like, you you just physically can't try to try to run it as fast as full speed. And so that's what yeah. Crosby did is he got him going full speed and he couldn't make a throw on the run. And it's just – I've never seen a guy like, like that big try to almost chase down Lamar from behind. I guess I guess the uh, Go Deep podcast will give a, a a small apology to the Raiders Nation. I say small because we got to <laughs> see just how for real they are, but uh, we'll put yeah, some respect yeah. on that name for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Uh, sh- shout out, shout out to Derek Carr for the uh, Johnny Depp uh, makeup on his eyes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if he wears eye black as mascara or something. Like why why are his eyebrows so black or his eyes? Are I don't understand where he gets that from. Um, but shout out to him anyway, because maybe it helps him see. Maybe that's why he was able to throw such good passes. So, you know, who you guys, who you him. guys got? I, I think we all agree, though. Ravens this week against the Chiefs. I mean, I can't, I can't bet against Mahomes now. I just really can't. Yeah, no, you can't. It's, it's you got to take the Chiefs right now, especially with the the question marks for the Ravens. Yeah, he's you, you're. I mean, if I, I mean, I have the Chiefs winning like. Pretty much going undefeated this season, so I I don't have him going undefeated. I'm winning more than 13 games, so like you know I'm probably all yeah. week, every week from here and I'll be like, yep, Chiefs are winning. Chiefs are winning. <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry, so, sorry, Baltimore. You know you're near, near and dear to my heart. You always, you'll forever have my favorite baseball team, my favorite favorite sucky Orioles. Uh, I <laughs> I will ride and die with that team forever. But but you're not winning this one against uh, against Mahomes. Sorry. I might give them a chance if they hadn't lost Marcus Peters to an ACL injury. Just because that's my favorite cornerback yeah. in the league, but yeah, no way. Let's see. But, the spread is uh, minus three and a half. So for Kansas City's the favorite. So they're betting it's a close game, and they have the over under set at fifty five. So they're betting it's a close and high scoring game, which you can probably assume with those offenses. I could see that. I I would I would take. Yeah. Um, uh, I would expect. I wouldn't expect the Ravens to clear that 
to clear that spread. I think if I think if it's if they if the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to win big. I don't think it's going to be close. Same, hundred percent. Yeah, kind of, kind of like the the old um, the old adage because they run the ball so the Ravens run the ball so much they fall behind early. They kind of just you know they got to go into force force Lamar into passing situations. So and they've done that's the formula that's worked for the Chiefs before. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I don't, like AJ said, I, I don't see the Ravens being able to put up that many points. I think if the Chiefs win, they, they win pretty handedly. But yeah. Yeah. Moving on, let's look forward to a couple other games that we, we, we thought we were, were pretty interesting. Um, and I want to talk about one that, that's a little bit close to home for you guys too with this Chargers Cowboys game. I mean, Chargers took it to y'all. Herbert looks like the real deal, man. He's got Keenan Allen, yeah. Mike Williams, uh, Eckler coming out the backfield. The defense looked pretty solid um, against the Cowboys offense. That's pretty, pretty explosive itself. I mean, their defense has some question marks. But what are you guys thinking? Um, I, I think I, I think I've got the Cowboys um, against these Chargers, um, and uh, it's not necessarily because. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think the Cowboys are able to win this game if they're able to get as many if they're able to generate turnovers like they were against um like they were against like they were able to do last week. Right. Um and uh I mean like you said, you know the the Chargers took it to us, but did they really? I mean, how many points did they score? Uh this isn't like, you know, the Philip Rivers Chargers from from, you know, 6 or 7 years ago where they're scoring, you know, 50 50 points a game or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, they only put up 20. They only put up 20. Um, you know, and that's not to say that Washington has a good defense. We do. We just do. Um, and the only reason that the Chargers were able to win that game is because Antonio Gibson fumbled the ball on the four yard line um, in the in the in the was that the third or the fourth quarter? I don't remember which. But whichever whichever is the case, I mean that's 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 by and large the reason. Um, so I don't I I like the Chargers. I, I respect Justin Herbert very much. He makes perfect throws, um, but I think that his the rest of his team has a tendency to let him down, um, and I don't think you see that with the Cowboys. So I think. I think, or at least not with the Cowboys' offense. So, I could see a shootout, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that uh, the Cowboys were able to win by more than two scores, or by two scores at least. Interesting. So the the Cowboys right now stand as the the underdogs by plus three. So the Chargers are the favorite minus three. The over under is fifty five. I think it's a shootout. I think they. I think. Um, they they go toe to toe, and I think it comes down to whoever either has the ball last or who can get a stop first. Um, I don't know if you asked me before the podcast, I was telling everybody, I think I had the Cowboys winning this game, but with Landau Collins being out and suspended, uh, Oh yeah. I forgot about and, that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that, that, that D line with the, uh, with the, with the Bosa back there, man, I don't know. I might be thinking, and I think, hmm, I think their offense did enough. I don't know if, so, so, so the big question mark for me right now is, is Dallas's defense going to generate those turnovers? Cause like, if they're not, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout like they were like most of the games were last year before Dak got hurt and so who could right. just score the most points in a hurry? Man, um, hmm. I'm gonna stick with my gut. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. Dallas gets this. I think Dallas gets this in a shootout. I think it did. Yeah. I think I think it's. I think the. I think the. Um, it's a high scoring affair, and I think uh, 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 just because of Dallas's defense, I think the Chargers are just gonna score. Like they're just gonna they're just they generate points and um the and score most possessions and Dallas is just gonna have to compete with it. 
saying I yeah. think Bosa's uh I think Bosa's good, but I think um Dak's elusive enough to 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 kind of get away from him or extend plays and um and keep them in it. Yeah, I mean if, if Heineke can get away, Dak can definitely do it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But he looked he looked well enough to run back, so but uh, I, I got to go against the grain on this one. I, I think I'm going to give it to the Chargers. Uh, it, it's, it'll be the same way. I mean, I think I think they win probably by no more than 14 points, like 14 points max. And I, like Lauren said, it'll come down to, I think, who, literally who gets the last possession with like a minute left. Because both these offenses can light it up. They're high. They're, they're just, they're explosive, both of them. But I think Herbert, has a little bit more of an edge over Dak. I, I I'll tell you this. I, I I take Herbert over Dak any day. I think Herbert's up and wow. coming. Wow, that yeah. is that's a pronouncement. Yeah, I think I think he's really gonna come out this year and show he should have been up there with yeah. Joe Burrow, and he should have been up there with Tua. Um, mm. They let him slide. I mean, I had him, I had him above. I want to say I had him above Burrow when they came out. I mean, honestly. But um, I think Chargers get it, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big Herbert fan, so that's what I'm going with. See, now, Eric, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot take. I was <laughs> that's about to a say, hot take. Because, see, Eric, Eric, for me, for me, I, I don't know if I've seen enough of Herbert just yet, but, like, by week five, if they're undefeated, or by week five or six, if they're undefeated, I'm probably going to be in the same boat as you and be like, Eric called it. Like, I'm I'm on the, you know, and he's out here driving, and he's out here making unbelievable throws and catches, and they're rolling. I mean, I'm with you. Even if they're even if they're not undefeated, even if they're playing really well, but I could see it. I can definitely see it. I, I understand where your hype's coming up from with Herbert. So yeah. especially after watching what he did to us, because some of those throws were just they're on point. You, they were perfect. Yeah. You can't the, the defense was all draped all over the receiver, and he just put it right where his guy could get it. It's just like you. That's what excellent quarterbacks do in this league. So yeah. I'll be. I mean, I, you know, it's I'm I'm almost a little bit happy that he did that because now everyone's going to underestimate our defense, our DBs, and they're actually pretty good. So like. Uh, poor, poor, <laughs> poor St. Juice. Poor St. Juice. Poor St. Juice got like picked on that whole day, but like St. Juice had to go against like, really good, like Yeah, he, he was playing really good defense. He was just it was <laughs> the throw was perfect, and there was nothing he could do about it. Uh, you know, I have to say that was that was poor guy. I gotta say, I would... St. Juice, come on the podcast, bro. Come on the podcast <laughs> and tell me about it. Sometime. I gotta, I gotta say, like, so you guys signed William Jackson, uh. In the off season, I thought he played lights out. I thought he played well. Oh, he was. He, yeah, they they tried him. They tried him. I mean, too. that they interception. That interception was insane. He got a pick. Yeah, like exactly. that yeah. that catch. That catch. He like ran the route for the receiver and made a great catch, going out of bounds, falling out of bounds. You know, and it's just that that set us up to win the game. That mm-hmm, did. Yeah. And then the next very next play, I think it was the Gibson fumbled Bumble. the ball, yeah. and you just can't can't do that. Taylor Heineke comes in, steps in, balls out, leads us for a touchdown. You know, we take the lead. Uh, we get an inter stop on defense, get an interception, and then we fumble the ball to our own four. It's like we had the recipe. Rod had the recipe cooking, like we were ready to go. And you just can't have that kind of a mistake. Also, I shout just, out, shout, huh? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say shout out to Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I picked the Bengals last week. They did win that game. I just want to get that hey. in there in overtime. Yeah. In overtime. Hey, 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 you didn't specify did. it had to be in regulation. They did the dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep it let's keep it in your division uh, for the next game. 49ers versus Eagles. What are you guys thinking? I mean, do you think the Eagles carry carry the momentum of the of the win? Do you think the 49ers just bring them back to earth? What's what's everybody? Cuz um, I mean, I think I think 49ers I think, are the, 49ers are a better team. Yeah. So, 
I think I think they I think they take I I I think the Eagles are better than I thought they were. Um, they are not who we thought they were. But uh, but but uh, they're better. They're better than we thought they were. Uh, shout out to my Philly my Philly fan listeners. Uh, they're 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 actually the op- Jalen Jalen Hurts is the real deal, or at least he looks he looked that way from last week anyway. If he can keep it up, I, I think the Eagles have uh, stand a decent chance at competing in games. Uh, but San Francisco is just complete. It's a more complete team. Uh, defensive line is you know it is it is that San Francisco defensive line, um, yeah. and. Um, I just don't. I don't see the Eagles moving um, quite as quite as easily as they did last week. So against the Falcons. So I, I got I got 49ers on that one. Yeah, I gotta agree. I think 49ers take it take it here. They're minus three three and a half favorites again. It's like all the spreads this this week are three and a half, and the over under is fifty. But right. I think that I think AJ's right. They're just more of a complete team than the Eagles right now. I think the Eagles put up a fight. I don't know if they cover, but I don't see them getting blown out. Either I don't see the Eagles getting blown out just because of Jalen Hurts' elusiveness and his able, his ability to extend and make plays. Then you never know what kind of Jimmy Garoppolo is going to show up. So I think that like 49ers itself is a better team, but you just with Jimmy, you just don't. And to me, it's a question mark. What Jimmy's going to show up? The one that throws for four touchdowns, or the one that fumbles the ball and throws an interception? You know, right? I think. What's uh, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> I I want to ride with the Eagles. Uh, the main reason being, I mean, Brandon Graham is playing. He's 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 up there in age, right? Well, comparatively for an athlete, but and he's still playing lights out. Darius Slay still on the boundary. I think I think he's I think he's gonna sh- he's gonna have a bounce back year this year where he really just cements himself back up top. Um, and I think, like like Lauren was saying, if you have to pick between Jalen Hurts or Garoppolo to make more key plays. I'm going to trust Hurts' leg. I mean, he can just – he can scramble the ball. He can pick up those short downs. Another I don't, hot I don't, take. I, don't, I just don't trust Garoppolo, man. <laughs> Jimmy G is – I'm, I'm surprised he's stuck around so long in San Fran. Um, this yo, and, yo, Eric, you heard it here first on Go Deep Podcast, y'all. Eric coming with these hot takes. And look, this is not some Skip Bayless, like, racism, like – trying to get LeBron, provoke LeBron into responding <laughs> shit. Like we're not, we're not doing get out. Jordan Peele is not involved in this project. I promise you. Uh, this is, unless this he is wants a, to be, this is, yeah. Unless, hey, look, can if he wants Jordan, to be. Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> hold your brother up. Look, I'm mixed just like Keegan, Michael key. Like, look, we, we can make this work. We make it work. Uh, and, well, he's mixed too, but also anyway, point is, uh, uh, point is Eric come with the hot takes, but these are not dumbass hot takes. These are like, legit hot takes so I, I i wouldn't be surprised to see trey lance in this game would not be especially if they're down um but yeah I, i'm going Ooh. with the eagles um i don't i i think i think i would bet on the under on this one i don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair i do i think it'll be i think it'll be high scoring I think, I, would, I think I think if the Eagles win, I think it's because they blow out. It's because they're gonna. It's because they're running up the score on the 49ers. But <laughs> that would I would agree with Eric. I would tend to agree with Eric that I would take the under on this game. Um, but I don't think that the Eagles will win, and I don't think they're coming to spread. Right. Next game I want to talk about is is an interesting one because we were just talking about the game last night with the Raiders and the Steelers. I mean. The main reason I want to bring it up, right, and Lauren, I think, was the one who brought up, or it might have been you, AJ, I forgot exactly who, uh, 
how, you know, Big Ben can't quite move like he used to, right? He can't stand in the pocket, shrugging off like two tacklers while making the throw like he used to like eight years ago. Um, and Max Crosby and Ngakwe and Nassib and all those guys were just having their way with that Ravens offensive line. You guys, I mean, you guys think they can stifle it in Pittsburgh? Do you think Big Ben's just going to pick them apart? Because I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards the Raiders' pass rush being a problem and making this a low-scoring game. I agree, it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, but I think if we follow our rules, <laughs> you don't bet against Mike Tomlin. So uh, I won't do that again. But uh, I think. Um, so I think in, in a contest of – in a defensive contest, right, because I agree with you, those, that, that pass rush is going to be a problem. I think, I think what the Steelers have shown is that it, if it's a defensive contest, they're going to win. Whatever it is, they can trust their defense to hold the game within reach, and ben, ben, Big Ben will do whatever he needs to do. You know, him and Juju Smith-Schuster and, and, um, and Chase Claypool will do whatever they need to do to get, to get that dub eventually. Um, and it's it's odd to say that because most of the time, like I have I have one or two players that I can kind of point to and be like, oh yeah, that'll make the difference. This the, the performance of this player is sort of the X factor. But I think one of the things, one of the hallmarks of this Mike of these Mike Tomlin Steelers is that they they play so cohesively that um, you know they sort of all carry the load at the same time. So um, you know, and maybe that has its strengths and it has has its weaknesses. Um, but I think that. Uh, if it's a defensive contest, which I think you can reasonably expect when you're playing a Mike Tomlin team against that defensive front, like you were just saying, I, I take the Steelers. I, I have to. I can't bet against Mike Tomlin in that respect. Right. Yeah, I got to think. Um, so the the spread here is they got the Steelers at minus five and a half. Um, the over under is at forty seven. Um, I do think it's going to be a lower a lower scoring game um, as well. But I I kind of agree with what AJ said. The number one rule is don't bet against Mike Tomlin. Also, the, what I was sitting here thinking about while AJ was talking is with the, the, the Raiders team we saw last night, is it a Raiders team we're going to see this year make, make the playoffs or go on runs? Or, or did they just beat up a, did they just beat up a shell of, uh, of the, the Ravens, right? Ooh. Like the shell of what they were. So nice. are they going, so this is going to be a real sort of, I felt like, um, test to see if the Raiders nation is really here to stay. So if they roll up there, and I mean, even if they lose by, like, let's say a last-second field goal by the Steelers, you know, that'll still prove to me a lot. Like, okay, these guys, these boys are here. But I think Mike Tomlin is smart enough, and he knows, you know, these their D-line's a problem, but we're going to have something for them. And I don't know what that is yet. I don't know how they're the blocking. They're going to change their blocking or their schemes. And and if there's a – and um, kind of like Justin Herbert did to us, I think Ben's going to be able to get the ball out of his hands quick. Because, uh, like, Lamar likes to hold it, and Lamar likes to run. It's what he likes to do, and if and if you can get him out of the pocket, he's going to run. You know he's going to run, so they're just they can chase. Ben's not going to really do that. Ben's going to sit there, try to put his head stiff arm on you, and toss the ball down, chuck the ball down the field. So I think he's. I think they're going to. I think they're going to uh, stick to. I think Ben's going to be able to get the ball out of his hands fast, and I think uh, Mike Tomlin's going to make sure he protects his quarterback. Here's to uh, Mike Tomlin proving me wrong two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, to Mike. You're the goat, bro. Love you. I guess we're going to move on to like the other games. And I think we all, I mean, I, I think we all pretty much agree with the rest of the outcomes, right? I mean, uh, Texans yeah, and Browns. Like um, Born. Yep. Yeah. We, we got the uh, Browns covering that the the Brown, well, actually we got the Browns winning, but the, uh, the spread is minus, uh, minus 12 and a half. So 
13 really so two touchdowns practically uh oh yeah uh, really and it's 48 so 48 but it, it, i mean we'll see what the texans are really made of right like like we said earlier it does you know are yep. the, you know are we really is the texans going to be like around a 500 team this year or did they just play a really horrible jaguars team i think the browns go up there and beat them up though yeah 13 is a big big point spread but man i think they still roll up there and i think they still roll up there and beat them up i i gotta say i agree with you on that one that Browns team is, I think they're going to overwhelm them. So, yeah, I, I don't think the they're not the, the Texans aren't coming that spread. Next game. Yeah, what you got for me? Uh, Rams, Rams, Indy, uh, and the Rams are minus four. But I've got the Rams. I, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I've got the Rams making the playoffs. I have money on the Rams making the playoffs this year. So I'm probably picking them along with the Chiefs just about every week. Indy's not covering that spread. Yeah. No, no. I got Rams. how are we how, got how are we looking them. in the Carson Wentz uh, on the Carson Wentz bet so far? <laughs> you think he makes that's it out fine. this week? Oh yeah, that's right. I that's mean, right. Throw... What did I say? Five games, and you said four. I think I said, I said five three. or six. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> I mean, he didn't throw an interception last week, so you know. There you Step go. Up. There you go. There's that. I'm I'm totally right, buying like into Bills, this Dolphins. into this. I'm totally buying into Lauren's Rams hype here. I mean. He's got me pumped thinking about it. And I watched the game, that Bears game, and I'm like, yeah, I see it, man. <laughs> nah, Dude, man. it was like a hot knife through it was like a hot knife through butter, Matt Stafford, right? Like it was just Unreal. he it was like it was looked like it looked like a uh, professional team versus like a middle school team. I mean, and the Bears defense isn't really, isn't really a joke. Like they've got some solid studs on their team, and he just hot knife through butter just tore them apart, picked them apart. If if I'm a Detroit Lions fan right now, I'm just I'm just looking at at Matt Stafford, like I like like he was butterfree from Pokemon. Just it's okay. Let's go. You'll be free. Have your fun. <laughs> All right, Bills versus Miami. This one's they. This one has uh, the Bills being minus three and a half favorites. Um, I think the uh, I think the Bills cover. I think the Bills uh, the Bills lost last week, and I think they're they're hot. I think they I think they cover they and I think they beat Miami. I don't think it's relatively close. I think they beat them by like ten points. Yeah, they're a more complete team. I got I got the Bills big up big yeah. in that one. Yeah, say I mean I'm taking Josh Allen over Tua anytime. Facts. Yeah. All right. It looks like we got uh Saints versus the Carolina Panthers, and the Saints are a favorite by three and a half points. Three and a half. Yeah, you think they're gonna? you think they're gonna run up the score on them, Carolina? Yeah, oh yeah, Carolina's not Carolina's not catching up with that. that that's easy money. This will be an interesting game to see how for real uh, Sam Darnold is, right? Like, did did what he did in game one? Like, does he does he come out make mistakes or does he come out and you know play a play a really well game and maybe the defense? I don't know, maybe Carolina's defense doesn't ever stop Jameis or something. But we'll see what he does. But I think I've got to I've got to uh, go buy the Jameis hype. Join the Jameis hype train. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> For this weekend, anyway. I, yeah, I gotta I gotta agree. I think I think Jameis is just gonna pick up right where he left off. I mean, he looks super comfortable in that offense. He he had the year under his under his belt, just underneath watching Drew Be- Drew Brees. Yeah, Saints are gonna take it. All right. Next we got Denver versus Jacksonville. And it looks like uh Denver is minus six favorites or minus six against the spread. And I think Denver's gonna cover that. I agree. 
100%. I don't. I don't see any way. I don't see Jacksonville. I, I still see Jacksonville being that dumpster fire gift that you send that comes like floating down the river. That's them coming into every team. So every team this year. Yeah, they. they all right. Like, so then we like, got. Yeah, not at all. Then no. next we got the Vikings and Arizona, uh, and Arizona is four and a half favorites. You already know who I'm going with. Yep. Yeah. The Vikings. Oh wait, was that another game I no. called that correctly last week? That Minnesota was going to lose. I think it was. Yes. Yes, it was. Right <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. Isn't it? Isn't it uh, I don't, AJ, where's all this Kirk Cousins hate coming from? I thought you loved him. All right. Uh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you like that? Uh, I got. I got Arizona. I've got Arizona covering that as well, and I've and the over under is fifty one, and I and I bet it, I bet they hit that over because I I yeah. think that's going to be a high scoring game. I, I, I bet they hit that, that over, or or Kirk Cousins leaves in a cart if Chandler Jones is still hot. All right, um, <laughs> let's see our body bag. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, this is this should be Tampa Bay versus the Falcons, but Tampa Bay's is favored by by the spread by uh, uh, minus twelve and a half, so easy, thirteen easy. points. But I think we have Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay winning that one. One hundred percent. Kill them. They're going to kill them. Yeah. No, oh, we didn't talk about close. this one. Uh, Titans. Titans. Seahawks. Oh. Oh yeah, that's Seahawks right. Seahawks are the oh. Seahawks are the favorite at minus five and a half. Now this is hard. This is a hard one. Because do the Titans of last year come back? They, that uh, that that uh, made a run in the playoffs again, or do they? Or does Seahawks just Seahawks just handle them? See, I put the trust. I put my trust in the Titans last week, and they just completely laid an egg. So I, I feel hesitant to take them again. But the Seahawks are just not. I'm not just. I, I just don't know that I have enough confidence in their defense to, to, to stop. You know, uh, the Titans. Uh, you know, it's not like they have huge edge rushers or anything like that, like Arizona does. I, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going Titans here. Going Titans. Hey, the Seahawks have a defensive end playing safety. Okay. He was number 33. Facts, facts. Eric's favorite true. player. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we got Eric. I, I can't bet against Russell. Uh, I think him and, it's hard, yeah. him and Lockett and Metcalf are going to give those Titans DBs a hard time. Um, I, I got to go with Seattle on that one. Yeah, I think I'm going Seattle too. Russell, you know, they, they always talk about – or Seattle, like, I feel like flies flies under the radar every year, but they always – Russell Wilson wins like 11 games, right? All of a sudden, yeah. they're, 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 and they're a wild card team, or they're like they're, – they've won 12 games. So I think I think they'll roll out. I think Tennessee, based on what Mike Grable said this week about, you know, Julio Jones and his dumb play and his upset with him, I, th- I still don't think they figured it out yet. Um, I wonder if they're going to get back to the basics of running the ball first. I wonder if they try to switch things up. I, I didn't get enough to watch enough to tape of their game, but my only assumption is that they didn't really try to do what their strength was, which was Derrick Henry to the left, Derrick Henry to the right, and like, and then like if they get if they, it's like third and two, then Derrick Henry down the middle, right? Like they look like they if Chandler Jones had five sacks, it looks like they, in my opinion, they probably dropped back and tried to tried to throw to their new toys too much and. Just it, they their their offensive line wasn't built for that. They can't they can run block, but man, I don't know if they can pass block. They so I'm gonna take play action for now. It, it, the Titans work well off play action. If they're running play action, if they're able to establish the run game and run play action, I don't think I don't think the I don't think Seattle can keep up with that. Not with that receiving core. Just to give so. you an idea of last week's game flow for them, Derrick Henry only had 17 carries. Yeah, that's not gonna win you football games. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah, that that team that team's built to run, run the ball, like they're old yeah. school Smash Mouth. You can't, 
if it, and Ryan Tannehill, let's put it like this. Ryan Tannehill didn't get his huge contract extension and get his all his money because he was sitting back there throwing for 500 yards a game and five touchdowns. He got it because he's giving it to Derrick Henry, and he was making the one or two throws, or he made, made the clutch throws he needed to in games. Right. Yep. They got to be able to Last set up those least, bootlegs and those play actions, right. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're it's it's nothing. Uh, last but not least, uh, last but not least, Detroit versus Green Bay. Um, and Green Bay is a <laughs> minus uh, uh, ten and a half favorites. So, do we do we find Aaron Rodgers this week, and does he torch Detroit on Monday? I don't know before? if we even need Aaron Rodgers to beat Detroit, but uh, but I think <laughs> you can <laughs> use this game as a homecoming game for Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he'll bounce back. That'd be fun. Not a homecoming game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell Aaron Rodgers to stop watching Jeopardy. Watch some. Yeah, exactly. Like he's practicing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Packers, even without Rodgers, like like AJ said, even without Rodgers on the field, I think the Packers have enough to get it done. So yeah, I got to go with the Packers on that one. All right. All right. You heard it here first on Go Deep Podcast. That's all the games. Those are the calls for next week. And remember, listen to me more than you listen to them because I got it right last week, most of the time. Hey, hey, now. It's week one. <laughs> Except for the Cardinals. Except for the Cardinals. Y'all were right about that. <laughs> well, uh, I, those are all the games for week two, yeah? Yep. Yep. All right. Covered the I controversies guess... first, and then we covered the ones we think were pretty clear. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the format that we'll, you know, that we're going to go with moving forward. Just do a quick little recap on the, the easy pickums for us. But, uh, I think uh, I think with that, we'll uh, tip our hats here. Say thank you for for riding with us, for hanging out with us so far, and uh, don't forget to go deep. Go deep. Go deep.